You know, I kind of regret not taking enough pictures of the red light district. I don't know. I think it's just me being respectful of like not taking pictures of the workers there because they're just trying to do the jobs. Like it's already enough. You got these pervs like ogling them like international and local pervs, mainly international. Sorry. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, I just want to support the girls. I tell them like, girl, you doing it. You're looking hot doing it. And it's just, just you bending it and respect but yeah, it's even I can respect giving someone just enough modicum of privacy. Sorry. No, I'm not. All aboard, my bold and beautiful wanderers. Welcome to Your Odyssey Awaits. It's a podcast about a single 27-year-old woman who likes to give useful advice about how to create your own travel plans, but staying reasonable within your budget, the ins and outs of traveling, as well as telling the tales of my highs and my lows about my past experiences. I'm your host, Audie Ezigwe, and I welcome y'all to this journey. Welcome aboard to another episode of your odyssey awaits. I'm sorry, but I got a song in, so I'm good for the season. I'm so proud of myself. So this is, I'm, you're not confused. I promise you the title is correct, or at least the location is correct. We are here in part three of my winter 2018 saga. And that's right. We're going straight back again to Amsterdam. This, I promise, will be a shorter episode because I feel like I got majority of what I wanted to say of Amsterdam out of the way anyway. So refer back to my Amsterdam episode from season one featuring my girl Desiree. But yeah, this is just so with this trip, like when I was planning it, there was an option to do like a stopover and once more just to re-educate. A stopover is when you spend about 24 hours in like a location in between flights up about about 24 hours, if not longer. I know it can be longer than 24 hours. It might as well just be a trip in itself. Anyways, besides me deciphering or trying to deconstruct the English language. uh, So yeah, I had the option between like Iceland and UAE. And I just, I was just so drawn to the idea of just visiting Amsterdam again. Cause I felt like I would not be so upset just spending like less than 24 hours in another city, especially like one I've already been introduced to. So I had a good idea how things worked, where things were, how to get around, what to expect, what things I at least want to uh, redeem from my last experience. But yeah, I did enjoy like the nostalgia really hit when I was planning this part of the trip. And I did accomplish a lot like those few days we were there with EF but there was just like one thing in particular that I just I regretted not doing because um I was under the influences yes (laughs) oh I'm a human 20 something year old woman it's fine it's fine but but to be fair the real reason why I couldn't partake in going to this area was because even while I was under said influences i was still being a ma so we had some drunk girls we got some high girls and just so had to help drag them back to the hostel and when the time comes and if i am not blacked out drunk i i sober up just enough to be mama bear so i'm sorry but this is a flaw that i'm still to this day trying to work on <sighs> whatever 
Anyways, area I'm talking about is the red light district. That is the number one reason I went back to Amsterdam. Of course, also to see how it is differently in the winter time, especially near Christmas time. So added bonus. But yeah, that was the main premise of this trip. And I am not ashamed of this fact. Come on. But of course, that part will be saved for the nighttime. So what I did during the daytime after I landed to Amsterdam was just partially like revisiting some areas that I enjoyed from my EF time. So revisiting some restaurants or some town centers, some shopping areas, just doing that, just just chilling and walking around. So I arrived from Iceland to Amsterdam. It was like around 10 a.m. at this point. Still exhausted because, again, from previous saga episode, um, I didn't really get much sleep. What am I talking about? I didn't get any sleep, Audie, because I... Just finished chasing the Northern Lights, went back to the hostel, grabbed all my packed crap, left behind my pants because, again, pants cannot fit the backpack. I go do so much magic and then just got a Uber straight to the airport. So I did not sleep that night. I always slept in that airport. So I was exhausted. Yeah, I go hard when I travel. A relaxation is sometimes not in the cards. It depends. I have to plan it out. I'm sorry. It's just who I am as a person. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, I landed around 10. And thankfully, I knew where to go this time. I knew what direct, like, I knew where to buy the tickets for the rail to get to the area. So I went back to the same hostel. It was the Stay Okay Hostel. Again, treated me well. It was nice. I was familiar with it. It was also like right next to the rail too, so it really helped with like trans, like proximity and transportation. That was great. But honestly, I didn't really stay. I just like it just was a place I just stored my stuff, and then I just hung out there for a few hours, awake again, until my next flight. Yeah, I did again. I'll get into that near the end of this episode. But yeah. The main thing that I wanted to check out, like the first thing during the daytime was go to Pancakes Amsterdam Western Market because this was, when I say pancakes, first of all, it's more like crepes, really like a crepe consistency, but it was so fucking good the first time I had it that it was, it like stayed in my dreams to this day. (laughs) Like in my Amsterdam episode, like. For Desiree, it was this fried chicken place that she still dreams about that I checked on. And unfortunately, they're closed for goddamn reasons. I don't know why. <sighs> Such a tease. But for me, it were these pancakes at this place. So, yeah. First mission was go straight there after finding my way. <laughs> so, basically, I just used the rail from my hostel to, like, the city center area and then I just walked around based on google maps just to get myself to the right direction because I think this has like two or three locations so I make sure I don't know I was just more again nostalgia guiding me but I was kind of hoping to also see like another because like when I first went in 2017 there was like an artist like near the shop area and it had like one of my favorite like collectible art pieces that I still have on my wall to date so I will see like, well, by chance, if like 
like someone similar he's there, back there again i can like get another one in my edition but no i mean i wasn't hoping for too much but yeah it would have been nice to have like a second one but yeah this time i got like a berries and brie crepe and i will say it was delicious it was the del- sweets and savory is a thing and we should appreciate this combination in our lives but this time around, like I mentioned, it's Christmas. It's like the Christmas season was rolling around. So lights and tinsel all over the city, just decorated differently. It was just so nice. It was, of course, cold, but not snowing. Just like lack of snow, like falling snow. It just hurts when I think about it. Whatever. Global warming. That's all I can say. But <laughs> it was just so it was just so cute like the entire environment of it all so while i was waiting for the tour to start for the red light district i decided to do like a river cruise so so with amsterdam uh during certain part a certain time frame in the winter they have like different displays of christmas lights like art and christmas lights combine best way and the river cruise like you're just going around the canals like seeing like different exhibits with also music playing and all that especially during nighttime it was so cool and pretty but i'm not gonna lie (sighs) number one it was kind of romantic so it was very off-putting for me I still enjoyed myself as like these couples and stuff like all like just cozying up in the cold and having some cocoa. Yes, there's cocoa and alcohol served. And I'm just like me. <laughs> but two, what really got me, it's like it was entertaining. Don't get me wrong. It's a slow little boat ride. And mama didn't get much sleep. <laughs> yep. I fell. As- I'm more. I am more energetic guys i'm a more adventurous person do not judge me for the naps that i just happen to take in you know particular locations it's just please don't judge me (laughs) yeah i fell asleep at my section of the boat at like 40 degree weather with hot chocolate still in hand and not spilled so very impressive with myself it was like half full but still very impressed with me but yeah i was i was like about like a 15 minute nap give or take give a little extra (laughs) but yeah that was a good way for me to get like a nap in with all the stuff I was doing so I needed it it was a welcome change but after that finished up from there and head over to where the tour was meeting for the red light district so it was like a tour of not just a red light district but also coffee houses if Y'all don't know by now what a coffee house is. It's, long story short, it's just, they sell weed. It's where they sell marijuana. It's different strains, different brands, all that. It's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's like, I was aware of, I was aware of the drug. I know of it, but I, I just, it was kind of interesting to like, know like the different strains, like what each one does. And I it's nice to know and learn things, okay? Do Will I go in more detail about it? Yeah, probably not. Again, I was also probably like, eh, tipsy-ish during this time. So I can't remember everything that was said to me. But nah, yeah, if you, are, if you guys are interested in me doing an episode about 
cannabis tourism because I promise you that is a legitimate thing. Yeah, I will actually consider like looking into that for season three. That's right, y'all. I'll come back with a season three, which you know what that means. We're probably getting into the season two. So giving y'all a heads up. But yeah, visiting some of the coffee shops, we go through the Wallen or the walls, better known as, of course, the red light district. So I will say with the tour group, I will say once more, usual situation where uh, there's like people that know each other, like friends or couples, whatnot, and like another rando like myself. And of course, I gravitate more towards the rando because who else would come to us (laughs) first? So yeah, made a friend. I think he was somewhere from a, I, oh wait, no, he was Czech. Yeah, that was the funny part because I met someone Czech right before my Czech Republic destination. So that was fun because after the tour ended all that and everybody else in the group was like basically chilling and vibing at the coffee shop. Me and this guy is like, okay, so we're going to go back to the sec. We're going to go go back to the red light. Yeah. Okay, cool. I see. Mom, make sure that we know what the plan is. So we walk down the district and just looking through like all these different like entryways and alleyways and all that stuff. Two main things that we did. Number one, we went to a peep show. So by peep show is, uh, let me just describe this. So you enter to like, it's like kind of like mid, small, mid theater size. And it's like in the set, like once you're inside, there is like two walls, like the outer wall from like near your entryway and the inner wall that goes like in a circular fashion inside the building. So, and in the inner wall, in the, the circular inner wall, there are doors, multiple doors. So you just pick a door. It's coin operated. So yeah, cash is still a thing, guys. These coins, keep that in mind if you ever partake in this area. You have to insert some coins to open the door. It it can fit as many people. Why why I say it like that is like I feel like if it's like one, maybe two people intentionally, this is like pre-COVID times too. <laughs> but uh because we went twice. We went first with the tour guide and then second like by ourselves. But when we want the tour guide. He had like four, five of us all crammed into like one little small room. <laughs> it was like, I would say like a closet size, closet size. He had like about four of us stuffed in there. And I felt awkward as fuck. It's like, it's like all men. And then there's me. And then like once you're inside and you have like your money in there, then like the blinds go up and you basically see multiple acts of sex right in front of you so masturbation missionary threesome is also a thing too so that's just like just going on and like the performers they're like in center stage and like the bed floor whatever it's rotating so you get a chance to like see like different angles of the performance being done i was like damn i was like basically live action porn that's basically is it's like if you ever want a chance to like see what what voyeurism is like this is your best opportune time and again 
a little awkward because three other stranger, straight male strangers right next to me. So, but I don't know. It like I know it's a performance, but they're really going at it. So respect, respect. But yeah, we went there a second time and just the two of nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> oh no. I don't know what something different that we wanted to see from the second time of us going versus the first. Yeah, different performers, different acts, whatever. But yeah, it was at least more breathing room. But nothing happened between me and the guy. We were just really just cool with each other. It's all platonic. But we spent most of our time at the sex museum. So it's a sex museum and a history sex museums, different ones. Uh, this one, I think it's like, I think it was like the history of prostitution. I think it was like more like the history of sex and like sex around the world. Because there are, I believe, four or five floors. And like one floor, it was like sexual objects, like different statues, figurines, paintings from like different parts of the world. And then another one was like a BDSM based one. I think that was in the attic, especially considering how high that swing was. But yeah, yeah. So all this toys and stuff. And then one floor is like how sex is portrayed or I guess viewed in the media. And there was like one area was like had like a basically a sex cartoon like an like animated basically animated porn because that one really got us hard because it's like different stories that would play on the tv like kind of based on like generic fairy tales and stuff but it had like the element of sex and like porn is like <laughs> and, and like the area set up it's like the scenes were so like cute and blushy and low to the ground it's like are children supposed to watch this <laughs> i swear a straight face was not achieved while we were in that dang building and it was like so much fun ah, i wish i got a souvenir from there uh, what 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 can we do <laughs> what can we do in time the past is the past but we had fun we had a lot of fun at this point it's like midnight-ish, give or take. We go our separate ways. Again, I kind of wish I got his, just at least like on Facebook or something, just to reconnect back. But yeah, it was cool overall. At this point, went back straight to the hostel because like, I think the rails closed around like one o'clock-ish, give or take. At this point, I could not sleep because I had to leave at four to get to my next flight because Adi, Adi, I mean, I could have slept. I really could have slept, but I just felt kind of bad. This is my thing with like hostels and just me as a person. I feel bad, like basically creeping up in the night into the hostel and like waking up my bunkmates and all that jazz, like people I don't know. I feel bad. People I do know is like, y'all know what I was going to do. So mainly I just stayed in the lobby. I just hung out. Basically a bit on my phone. Talked to some of the staff members there and whoever else was still awake during that time. Cause there was like a game room in the lobby area too. 
so yeah that was basically it with Amsterdam very short quick simple to the point I am gonna end I told you it was gonna be a short episode but yeah that was a nice stopover before my next destination which you'll hear about with part number four but before I end things off I am gonna note here because when I was writing up the notes for this part of the episode I did come across some news articles about the red light district. So in case you want to part, want to check out that area whenever you visit Amsterdam, just be prepared. There's going to be some changes, mainly in uh, where it's going to be located. So let's see. What was it? All right. So as recording this on, what's today? April 9th. I wrote this note in March 1st, but I was like, oh, you know, we're, we're a month later. So as of April 9th today, as of me recording, there had been a bipartisan approval to move the red light district outside the city center. Not, not get rid of it, not getting rid of it. Just, just not, just not in the center. It's, it's going to move. It's going to move. So apparently due to COVID, there has so the big pushes behind this has been one, the COVID pandemic, because if you have that area, it's one of the biggest draws of Amsterdam, like for tourists, internationals. So of course it's going to increase the risk of spread once more. So if it's like further out, at least I'll help decrease the amount because not as much foot traffic, but also there's been an increase in violent crimes as well as the bad behavior of fucking tourists. Come on, guys. Like, why would why would you do this? It's like, because the red light district, like, guys, in the end of the day, it's not just a tourist area where you can look at sex workers, uh, look at museums, all that, even have, like, sexual acts performed. But it's still a neighborhood that people actually live in and and in your neighborhood in your own home in your own area you deserve everybody deserves to feel safe where they live where they sleep where they work so yeah all this all this violence has just been like a huge deterrence to the workers there so they're trying to combat that so when there are jerks that are constantly littering peeing and peeing in the streets Drinking in public spaces, yeah, it's still a public space. So, nah, y'all, y'all can't do that. It's disruptive to where people live. Also, it's part of an effort to recast its hedonistic image and discourage tourists from just gawking. Some sex workers in Amsterdam have taken to posting signs asking visitors not to take their photos, which is why I said earlier in the podcast, like, I can't really show photos of my tiny red light district because... But even before, like all this, I knew about all this conversation. I just felt weird. It's like the, these people are, are just doing their job, and it just feels weird just gawking at them or like just taking photos and stuff. Like they're mannequins. No, they're just doing their shit. And even though it's their job, some may just feel awkward about the situation or just uncomfortable. And I can understand that. Like even whatever you work at, unless like you're a model. That's a whole other conversation. But I don't want someone recording me or taking photos of me while I'm doing my job. Whether you're a nurse or you work in a grocery store, you work in a law firm, you a doctor, 
mailman, except recently with COVID because we're trying to sexualize postal workers so we can, you know, fix the shit that the previous administration tried to mess up, especially with the election. It's all their conversation. We're sexualizing them for their benefit. They're the exception to the rule. But yeah, who wants to be recorded and, you know, people taking pictures of you while you're doing your job? Who wants that? Most likely no. If you do, well, at least let us know that so we can know what, what you vibe with. But yeah, this should, this has a lot. So in the coming months, if not a few years, this is going to be underway. So keep that in mind if you do make that trip to Amsterdam and that is part of your stops. But yeah, that is it. Those are my two cents. Ooh, under 30 minutes. Proud of me. But yeah, thank you guys for sticking along for this episode of Your Odyssey Awaits. Next episode, we're going into part four, which is Dubai slash UAE. So yeah, surprisingly, not my most expensive part of the trip. Iceland, it's, Iceland still wins <laughs> to this day. I may go back again. I feel like if I had, if I went out more, especially like partying, that would have been a whole different story. But anyways, check y'all back later. Okay. Bye. And don't be a, don't be a perv unless you have consent. Bye. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me on this week's episode of Your Odyssey Awaits. As promised, I listed the resources and recommendations down in the description of each episode of the podcast to serve as a guide for your future travel planning. Now, if you want to commit to a weekly dose of sage advice with it's at Chuckles, you are welcome to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred directory. And hey, if you have a friend or a family member that needs an extra push to kickstart their wanderlust, feel free to share this podcast with them. No need to keep me a secret. All right, my bold and beautiful wanderers, the adventure continues next week. Get some needed rest until then and be prepared for whatever nonsense comes our way.